0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first edition of the Nathan Wolfel Outdoors podcast. I am, as you could imagine, Nathan Wolfel, and I am an outdoors writer who runs a website called NathanWolfelOutdoors.com, and I'm going to take a stab here at getting into the podcast space and seeing if this is a way to continue to share my love of the outdoors with all of you. Um, This is going to be quite the adventure. I have some experience with podcasts, but I'm definitely not a podcaster by trade, but basically I figured this was worth a shot for a few reasons. Uh, Initially I was hesitant to start a podcast because I knew that a, there's a lot of work involved and this is something that I do on a part-time basis, my outdoors writing and B I wasn't quite sure who would be interested in listening to me discuss some things, tips, tricks, recipes, thoughts about the outdoors in general in this kind of a format but the more i thought about it the more i realized that i have found a good audience with my writing this is just the audio version of that in a way so i'm hoping this show can be a way to connect with you when you're in the car when you're taking a walk working out sitting by the campfire just enjoying time outside or just looking to relax and get away from it all that this can be a way we can share the outdoors together and hopefully teach you a few things and have some awesome discussions along the way this is normally the point in the episode where i'd say hey we have a great show for you and it's going to be super exciting super interesting and here's all the awesome things that we have to offer and while i do think that's eventually going to be true this first episode is going to be a little bit of background about me and i'm a little uncomfortable with it because i'm not how should i put this i don't want i I don't want to come across as though i have a sense of self-importance And that I live this super exciting life that all of you should just love to sit down and listen and hear. But I do think this is a crucial part of introducing this show and introducing my website, my writing, my photography, my work to you. Because the outdoors are a huge part of who I am. And without knowing who I am and where I come from, I feel you're lacking some of the information as a listener, as a reader, as a follower. To really know my point of view, my perspective, and to truly connect with the media I provide in a meaningful way. So I do want to give a little bit of background to myself in this first initial episode and then also um, give you some expectations for what the show is going to be moving forward and a little bit of what you can expect. Um, and then at the end of the episode, I just want to chat through uh, a few outdoor rules I live by and that you may want to consider living by, too. Um, a little bit about me. I live in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. I was born and raised in Wisconsin. I've lived in Sheboygan Falls almost my entire life um on the shores or close to the shores of Lake Michigan and I've been involved in hunting and fishing and just enjoying nature for pretty much as long as I can remember and it's been such a huge central part of my life and as as the pandemic hit and I looked for places to find peace, I looked for places to find purpose and fulfillment in a world where I couldn't do a lot of the things that provided those positive uplifting parts of my life, I really rediscovered the outdoors uh, during that time. Not that I ever stopped hunting or fishing. Uh, it's something I've done regularly since, man, probably I was four years old. I'm almost 30 now, just for reference. But um, the outdoors are just a place where I spend a good amount of my time. I My dad got me into the outdoors. I spent a lot of time fishing and hunting with him. Um, I fished with both of my grandfathers and um, we take family fishing trips still to this day to quote unquote up north and enjoy time as a family fishing. My mom comes with us on trips on Lake Michigan fishing quite frequently. Um, it's just a big part of my family. It's a big part of my upbringing and it's still a big part of my life today. Um, I, my first job out of college was actually as a sports writer. I worked at a few local news, daily local newspapers um, for the first few years out of school. My degrees in communication. And I went to the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point with uh, my degrees in communication with an emphasis in journalism. So writing is kind of my thing, but I have, as time has wore on, branched out to other mediums and other ways of storytelling. And something you'll get to know about me is that I am a sharer, as I mentioned in one of my recent articles. I love sharing the outdoors with other people. And part of how I do that is by getting other people involved in the outdoors, whether it's taking someone hunting or fishing or joining in on hunting and fishing trips. But it's also through sharing these unique experiences that I am fortunate enough to have with all of you and with an audience that um, gets to join in on those adventures through writing, through photography, through videos, and now through this podcast. So essentially... I want to be able to continue to do that through this medium. And that's kind of getting into what this whole podcast is going to be about. But even though the outdoors isn't my job and has never been my job and will probably never be my full-time job, it is something that takes up so much of my time. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just something I invest a ton of time in and I I get a lot of enjoyment out of. And so I've picked up a lot of tips along the way. I've picked up a lot of perspective along the way, and I, I just want to be able to provide that unique point of view to other people who may use that as an entry point to their own adventures in the outdoors, who might learn something, who might be able to learn something without making a lot of the mistakes I've made, who might be able to reflect on something they've never reflected on because of an experience that I had. Do I know it all? No, certainly not. I am. Not, I don't say to anyone that I'm an expert in the outdoors, whether it's fishing, hunting, birding, hiking, whatever. But I am super passionate about it, and I have learned a thing or two, and I'd like to think I have a few things to contribute to the conversation, and that's where this show really comes in. Um, After my time as a journalist, I I ended up switching careers and career paths, and I now work in marketing full-time here in the Sheboygan area. And I get to tell stories as part of that job, and I enjoy it quite a bit, but... I have found that the stories, the truly meaningful things that resonate with me still come from what I do in my free time. It comes from my time outside. It comes from my time hunting and fishing. It comes from my time with friends through those avenues and family. And it just comes with time connecting with the world around me. The biggest thing I often think about, and it normally hits me most when I'm out hunting, is that there's this huge world out there that exists sometimes coexists with humans sometimes exists in spite of humans but exists nonetheless this part of the world that continues to turn continues to operate regardless of what we humans have going on it doesn't care about us it doesn't think about us it's sometimes impacted by us and sometimes not in good ways But I've always found so much intrigue in the fact that when you sit in the woods and you watch turkeys come out of the roost, or you watch deer grazing, you watch ducks flying, or even fish swimming, they live in their own world that is part of ours, but in a way is completely isolated from us and our experiences, and is really indifferent to what we have going on. Every second of every day, nature, the world is taking place. And being able to get little glimpses into that world is something I don't take for granted. And it's something that I want to continue to find unique ways to share with all of you and to share with as many people as possible because I truly believe that the future of nature is largely dependent upon humans' role in it. And it's up to us to protect and allow it to thrive. And we can only do that if we truly have an understanding of what's going on to the best of our ability to get a grasp of What this natural world is and what it looks like and how it operates and how we affect it and how we should or shouldn't impact it and in a lot of ways we only protect the things we understand as the old saying goes and i'm hoping to share my understanding my perspective my thoughts on that natural world in hopes that others will also enjoy and contemplate our place in the grand scheme of nature it's something we take for granted but us humans are part of nature whether we like it or not, and as I've mentioned a couple times now, we impact it whether we like it or not. And I think a lot of our negligence or ignorance around our impact on the world around us comes honestly from not taking the time to stop and think about it, from not understanding, from not contemplating our role in all of this. And so not to get too, I don't know, hippie on all of you, but That's a big driving force behind what I'm doing and what I hope to continue to do is just giving someone a reason to pause and think about, man, there is this great world out there, these rivers full of fish that exist in spite of us, because of us, around us. And what does that mean for us? Are we taking full advantage of it? Are we doing what we can to not only enjoy nature to its fullest, enjoy wildlife to its fullest, and all of the, the food it can provide, the memories it can provide, the peace it can provide. But on the flip side of the coin, are we also understanding why it's important that that continues to exist now and for future generations. So that side of things compared to my nine to five job, so to say, has been something that really drives me in my life, even though it's something I don't work in professionally. And that's kind of where I, I stand now and why I'm sitting here talking to you right now is because those things are important to me. And if you've made it this far into the show, I'm guessing they're a little important to you too. And so that said a little bit about me, um, growing up hunting and fishing and having a family that supports my endeavors in that way. Um, I've been very lucky to have a lot of experiences, whether it's fishing on Lake Michigan, whether it's, Um, hunting for snow geese in Missouri, whether it's just enjoying the natural world around me hiking the Ice Age Trail, which is basically in my backyard here in Wisconsin. Um, I tried my best to capture those experiences, share it with others, and I try my best to give back, whether it's through making decisions about things such as trying to minimize plastic and waste, trying to Uh, prevent litter or pick up litter if I see it in a place when I'm in the outdoors, whether it's, it can be a whole host of things, Um, being involved in Ducks Unlimited. Um, I'm involved with the local chapter here and help put on the banquets each year and try to give back to an organization that means a lot to me that also does a good deal of work in preserving habitat. I'm a member of Delta Waterfowl. I have been a member of the Northeast Great Lakes Sports Fisherman. Northeast Wisconsin Great Lakes Sports Fisherman, excuse me. All kinds of organizations like that. I spend spend some time being involved with that, keeping up with the latest news and notes from the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources and just trying to have a good understanding that way. Um, Because without knowledge, without a base knowledge, it's really hard to know where to help or how you can help. But those opportunities exist. And that's something I try to spend a fair amount of time doing as well. So... Enough about me. Let's talk about the show and what I hope this can be. As I kind of mentioned at the at the introduction, this is just going to be a different medium to explore with the same goal I always have with any of the media I create. The goal of sharing the outdoors, inspiring passion for the outdoors, um, trying to trigger a sense of curiosity within others. I think that the show will be many things and it will continue to morph as things go on as as time passes and as I get better at this, because admittedly, this is, as I also mentioned at the onset, this is kind of a new venture for me. But I also think it's going to turn into a place where I hope to have conversations with a, a handful of the people, more than a handful of the people I've met who do make their living in this industry. And I, I have some awesome guests that I'm hoping to be able to share with you and have some great conversations with and hopefully some thought provoking Content can come from that, hashtag content. Um, That's, I guess, my vision for the show as it sits right now. I want it to be a place that when you want to relax, when you just want to think about something different, something different from the daily grind, something different from what you encounter as part of your everyday life, this can be a place you can turn to, have some thoughts about that, share some enjoyment, reflect on some of the experiences that I'm able to share and think about your own or think about maybe creating your own. And kind of having this mutual understanding, those mutual feelings that come with the peace from being in the outdoors or spending time with nature and the joy that can come from not only the successful, but sometimes the unsuccessful trips. And I think that this can be a place and will be a place that in a variety of ways that hopefully I'm able to include all of you in all of those things and hopefully bring you along for the journey. Because this isn't about me. It's about us. It's about... The community of people who care about the outdoors, who enjoy the outdoors, who want to know more about it, who are curious. And that's what I'm hoping to cultivate here with this show. I think for the time being, we'll probably do an every other week thing once we get off the ground. I'm hoping to have a couple episodes done and dusted before we formally launch the show so you can see the groove we're trying to get into. And if you care to continue listening, you'll have some episodes to jump right into instead of having to wait. But for now, we'll probably do every other week or so. I'll try to mix in a different um, variety of my thoughts, my little monologue episodes, but also um, the guest episodes, as I mentioned. And furthermore, questions from all of you. If you have questions about the outdoors or something you want to discuss, I want you to be able to weigh in. And the best way for you to do that right now, as it currently sits, would be to either send me an email to natewolfel at gmail.com. That's N-A-T-E w o e l f e l at gmail.com or by simply commenting on my facebook page nathan will Full outdoors or sending a private message to the facebook page about something you want to hear something you're wondering about i am more than happy like i said i am not an expert but I'd, I'd like to think i know a thing or two and i'm willing to share what i know that's a big part of who i am i'm always willing to share what i know what my thoughts are and i will also admit when i don't know something and if i don't it doesn't, mean I, it doesn't mean I can't help. It doesn't mean I won't discuss a topic. I have a few avenues to get answers. And maybe I'll help you get some answers for something you've always wondered about as well. So I'd like to incorporate questions moving forward too into some episodes. So if you have questions or a topic you'd like discussed, reach out via email, as I mentioned before, or via my Facebook page. That said, I'd like to transition into a couple outdoor rules that I try to live by that guide me to not only give you a better picture of me, but to help all of you possibly change your perspective or your outlook or your plans when thinking about your time in the outdoors. And these are just things that in my time in hunting and fishing that I have found to be true. And maybe as you reflect upon your experiences, they're true for you as well. The first one is that And it's a very timely one here as it's springtime here in Wisconsin. And the fishing bite can be tough. It can be tough, but it it always seems to me that the weather turns nice and I get cabin fever long before the fish are ready to be biting. And I've, through work and research and targeting different species, I've tried to make those two points align a little better than they have in the past. But springtime fishing can be hard. But I always find comfort. And this outdoor truth, this outdoor rule, I live by, and that is: I would much rather be the person telling you fish are biting than to find out from someone else. If you're finding out from someone else that the fish are biting, it's already too late. You've already missed it. I'd rather have a bunch of trips where I come up empty-handed, but be on the river fishing the day the fish decide to turn on, or the day the spawning fish have entered the river, and be the first one to have a great day, even at the expense of several bad days, slow days. I shouldn't say bad days. There aren't many bad days outdoors. I truly believe that. But I really live by the fact that if you're finding out your information from other people about how good the bite's been, how well the ducks are flying, but I guess I want to keep it more to fishing for this specific point. If you're finding out from other folks, you've already missed the best action. That doesn't mean you won't get a piece of the pie, but The early bird gets the worm, so to speak. And I truly believe it's worth the effort. It's worth some of the slower trips to be that person who has that information firsthand rather than to discover it from other people. So that's one rule I operate by. I try to live by in terms of my outdoor adventures. Another one I found, and this is a hunting one. The hunts that require the least amount of effort are almost never the best ones. Almost never. I think I've learned this the hard way due in part to the fact that many of my hunts take place on public land. I am an avid waterfowler. I do turkey hunt and full disclosure, I am still waiting on getting my first turkey. I didn't start turkey hunting until late into high school and I have not gone every single year since. So it's something I need to dedicate more time to, but I do deer hunt. I do duck and goose hunt. I spent a lot of time waterfalling, and to be honest, I think about some of my best days and almost none of them were hunting the first spot I or my group found. I, I can rarely recall a day we just waltzed into a public land spot and the spot that was easy to access paid the largest dividends for us. I've been on some hunts that it's not like Bear grill stuff or anything like that, but some intense hunts that getting to a spot super early and hiking way back to a pond or a stretch of river that most people just simply don't want to put in the effort to hunt. And I'm grumpy about it sometimes still to this day, but I'm a lot less grumpy about it than I used to be. Because in my experience, those are the hunts that turn out to be the best. I think not only in terms of numbers of birds harvested or deer seen or whatever the case may be, but also because of the fulfillment that comes from the sense of the sense of joy and accomplishment that comes from putting in the effort that other people have every opportunity to put in, but don't. And that's something that I I try to live by. You know, a lot of the a lot of the the shooting your limit days are days where I mean, you're in a spot set in decoys long before sunrise, long before opening. Or in a lot of cases, spots that you've been scouting for weeks and haven't been able to hunt or the time hasn't been right. But we keep going to those spots, my buddies and I, we keep checking them out on a regular basis, investing a lot of windshield time, driving around, finding options getting the binoculars out, scoping out the situation. Those are the places that generally turn into the best hunts. The longest hikes, the, the most scouts, the longest canoe trips. More often than not, you get out of nature experiences what you put in. And it sounds cheesy, but you got to put in the work. And that's why I live by the rule that the easy spots almost never produce the best hunts. Almost never. Sometimes you can get lucky. Sometimes even with all that effort, you still need to get lucky, but I found that lady luck is much more often on your side when you've invested the time to make things happen. And so that's another rule I try to live by. Um, Another one, and this is is a little bit about the environmental protection thing. And I, I have found myself becoming more and more passionate about it as I've matured. It's cheesy. It's been said a lot, but it's so true. And Apparently, it needs to be said more often because it's still something that I encounter on a regular basis when I'm hunting, particularly on public land. Leave a place better than you found it. Every time, each and every time, do everything in your power to leave your hunting or fishing spot better than you found it. I'd bring a separate bag with me a lot of the time on fishing trips just to pick up the discarded Nightcrawler containers or empty soda bottles or whatever it may be. Because I, I encounter it so frequently that I've just started bringing a bag along. Um, duck hunting spots, especially on public land, finding spent shotgun shells, you know, that those are plastic that, and metal that, for all intents and purposes, are never going to completely go away. And that's not a great thing to have hanging out in a spot where ducks eat, ducks live, ducks breed, ducks hatch eggs. Or, if you want to translate it to deer hunting, you know it's it's minimizing the human impact on the nature you're trying to capitalize on. And so I'm a big believer in trying to pack as light as you can in terms of wasteful materials, but also taking those wasteful materials out with you, but then also being ready to be proactive in getting litter, getting pollution out of the spots that I frequent uh, early on in the pandemic, my wife and I actually went out to one of the local waterfall production areas and spent a couple hours picking up trash. And we came back with six or seven plastic shopping bags full of garbage. Everything you can imagine from empty beer cans to discarded shells to plastic wrappers to insulation from houses to all kinds of just random junk. And it's just, it broke my heart a little bit to think about that not only do I hunt that particular land, there's a reason that land's called the waterfall production area. There are a lot of breeding ducks there, and if you've done any research on breeding ducks, particularly the ones that ber- that breed in this region of the country, in this part, in this particular flyway, nesting and waterfall recruitment can be very difficult. A lot of ducks do not successfully hatch eggs from their first attempt at nesting it can be a very for a variety of reasons it can be very hard a very hard and rigorous process and it's hard enough to keep replenishing the overall population of ducks and geese but it becomes even hard, because of natural predators floods lack of water all kinds of natural things we don't control as humans but then there are all these things that humans do control such as litter <laughs> that also negatively impact that and make it even harder than it already is. And so that's why when I'm out and about in the outdoors, I I try my very best to leave every spot a little better than I found it. Is it going to change the world? No. And it's definitely my my actions as a singular human being are not going to change everything. But I try my best to do my part. And I think if more of us take that approach, the more impact we can have in a positive way. The final thought I'll leave you with outdoor rules i try to live by is that you have to find enjoyment from the pursuit and it's a lesson that i've learned i guess i learned a long time ago but i didn't really put the pieces together until relatively recently everyone loves a successful hunting or fishing trip right love having the meat in the freezer the bragging rights with your buddies and family the pictures for social media. We all love that. And there's definitely joy in that. But I've come to understand that the long-term enjoyment of the outdoors just cannot be centered around that. It's not sustainable. And it doesn't mean you can't enjoy your successes. You should. Success in the outdoors is hard. It's hard. And having an excellent trip is something to be extremely proud of. But if that's your only driving force, if, you don't, if that's the only thing you take love from in the outdoors, you're, you're not going to be in the outdoor game very long. Because the fact of the matter is, no matter how good you are, there is always a bigger buck you could shoot, a bigger fish to catch, a fatter turkey to find. That, that is a nonstop endeavor. And if you don't enjoy the moments that come along with the pursuit of that and you don't have the full understanding that you could always do better, you could limit out faster. You could catch larger fish more frequently. You could catch a higher number of fish. If you don't have a grasp of that reality, you're not going to enjoy the outdoors long term. And you're, you're missing out on so many things that the outdoors has to offer. If you don't appreciate the interaction you get with that fish you saw but didn't catch. That buck that walked past just out of range. The sunrises you get to see. The sunsets you get to see. The wonderful days you get to enjoy outside instead of cooped up in a cubicle or in your house. The warm breezes. The fresh air. If you don't enjoy that stuff, at least at some level, you're going to get burned out of hunting and fishing super quickly. And I've learned to appreciate the experience. What I've learned is that Mother Nature always provides an experience if you're willing to open your eyes and look. And you know, it's a hard reality to deal with sometimes because we are such a results-driven society, and most people who are, who are motivated to hunt and fish ultimately are being pushed by their desire to achieve success but outdoors success doesn't happen on a schedule it really doesn't sometimes it might align and seem that way but that big buck may not walk past your stand until your 30th sit and to be honest if that buck is the only thing driving you more often than not you're probably not going to be willing to sit 30 times to to put yourself in the position to have success same thing with fishing. You know, it's it takes all the little nuggets of knowledge that come from the slower, less successful trips to have those great days. The days you limit out, the days you catch a new personal best. It takes time. It takes effort. But I found that if you don't find the enjoyment in the small things, the love of the pursuit, if you don't have a deep commitment to the pursuing of the animals you're after, more often than not, you're not gonna actually end up putting in the time you need to find that success you so crave. And I will reiterate again, it's not that you can't enjoy the successes. If you are lucky enough or have worked hard enough to accomplish something in hunting or fishing you've really wanted, you should be proud of that. And you should feel great. A lot of people don't put in the time and effort to make those things happen for themselves. How many guys or gals do you know who talk about shooting a big buck but then never sit in the stand? Talk about limiting out on mallards but don't scout spots. The key to not being one of those people is to truly love the pursuit. And it can be a rough relationship sometimes. I'm currently on an incredible cold streak with Steelhead right now. I went on nine trips in the past seven days and I don't have a single fish to show for it. But you know what? I've learned a lot. I've had some incredible experiences, enjoyed much more time outside than I've been able to enjoy recently. And I have still managed to keep, despite my lack of success, I've still managed to keep that fire burning because the pursuit has been everything I've hoped it would be. And that's, that's what you have to keep your focus on. That's what you have to fall in love with or take enjoyment from. Because if you don't, the odds are you're not going to put in the amount of time you need to, to get where you want to go. The only thing that's ever promised is the pursuit. That's it. That's the only thing you're guaranteed. You're guaranteed the opportunity to try to put yourself in a success in a position to succeed. You're not guaranteed success. And success, the joy that comes from success is wonderful, but it's a fleeting feeling. The joy you can get from the passion of the pursuit is forever. That will always be there. And if you can find a way to fall in love with that aspect of it, you will be the type of dedicated angler or hunter or even birding expert that gets the kind of results that you truly want. So that's the first episode of the show. I am very happy you made it this far and I'm really, really excited about some other topics we have coming up. Again, if you have any questions you want to talk about on the show, email me at natewolfel at gmail.com. Reach out at Nathan Wolfel Outdoors on Facebook, whether through private message or through a comment. And in the meantime, I hope you find a way to enjoy your time outside and spend some more time in nature. Thanks again for joining me. Really, really looking forward to what's to come and we'll talk again soon.